Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive-through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Over. Bible's up. Let's go. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, have your way. Speak to us with clarity. Speak to us with power now. Move by your spirit. Father, take over this atmosphere. I arrest this atmosphere in this building and everywhere online and I declare that your anointing is present what is that it is where you're super it's joined with our natural and something amazing happens let your oil flow what is that that makes it easy that allows for your spirit to flow without restriction tonight everybody say Lord I'm ready to receive speak to me now in Jesus name so we're in this new series we started on Sunday. You can grab a seat called Dynasty. Dynasty is a sequence of rulers from the same family. And we learned on Sunday that when we are born again or become Christians, we now are in a new spiritual family. That's the family of God. Hear me. Everybody is God's creation. Not everybody is God's child. How do you know that, Bishop? Because the Bible says as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Which means to be his child means I have to submit to his leadership. Let's go. Which means I may be his creation but not acting like his child because I decided I'm going to do my own thing. And I think there's a few of us on this Wednesday night that can tell the truth. That there are moments in our life where we did our own thing and we got messy, jacked up results. But then when we did it God's way, didn't God open a door? Didn't he make a way? Didn't God show you that if you'll follow it the way I said, I'll take you from the tail, I'll make you the head. I'll take you from the bottom, I'll make you the top. I'll take you from poverty into debt freedom. I'll take you from like that testimony, wanting to commit suicide, to realizing you got more life to live. I need you to open your mouth and say, I am his child. I not perfect, but faithful. I don't get it right every time. When I make a mistake, I learn how to repent. Can I tell you the problem many people have is that you're too arrogant to be his child because you don't know how to apologize. I, I wish there were some people in this building that realize, God, there's some stuff I've done that is totally foul, totally jacked up, totally unacceptable. And this one thing I learned like David, I have learned to say against you and against you only have I sinned. In other words, Lord, forgive me for doing it my way. Forgive me for talking crazy. Forgive me for being unfaithful. Forgive me for not doing right. And God says, if you get a heart like that, I'll treat you like David. Even though you made some mistakes, I'll say you're a man after my own heart. You're a woman after my own heart. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm after God's own heart. I so when we are born again, that's what it means to become a Christian, to be born 
again, you're born into a new family. I love the imagery because God says, I'm creating a new dynasty. It's a sequence of rulers from the what? Same family. And Revelation 5.10 teaches us that he has made us to be kings and priests. Kings there implies that we're ruling. We are a dynasty. And, and monarchs across the world that have existed throughout time, uh, normally the son of the king would take over. That was a dynasty. Check it out. God says, I am your father. And when you submit to what I say, you are my sons and my daughters. And God says, now watch me. When I came to the earth, I feel like preaching tonight. When I came to the earth, I didn't just have to die for your sins. Because I could have shed my blood because I shed it in seven different places. I could have shed my blood and have appropriated your sin and taken care of your sin. I didn't necessarily just have to die for your sin. But watch me. The new generation of the dynasty can't take over until the father dies. So when God got on that cross and when he died, what he was doing was saying, listen, I told you, you all would do greater works. So when he died, he was literally saying, keep the dynasty going. I need you to hear me. The reason you were born is to be a problem solver. The reason you were born is so that God could use your life to change the lives of other people. You were not sent just to pay bills, have babies, and die. I need you to stop thinking so small of your God. God says, I died so you would be next in line. And I need somebody that knows that it's your time and your turn to throw one of your hands in the air and give God a praise right there. Go. Yeah. I'm next in line, baby. I, I'm next in the dynasty. He died so that I might have life and life more abundantly. Here it is. Another term for dynasty is house. Another term for dynasty is clan. Another term for dynasty is family. Say family. So here's what we learned on Sunday. Quick recap. Family is important, but not first. Many Christians will say family first. Hear me. That's not in the Bible. I am, if I hear one more Christian quote me something that God never said. You got to be careful that you're not, watch me, that you're not an Americanized Christian and not just a Christian. Because Americanized Christianity does a whole lot of stuff God never said. Americanized Christianity will hate a whole group of people that God does not hate. Y'all ain't going to talk to me right there. Americanized Christianity will judge people while at the same time be guilty of the same thing. Y'all. So the Bible doesn't say that, nor does it imply that. Here's what Jesus said about family. We looked at this on Sunday. Luke 14, 26. If anyone comes to me and does not hate, that word hate there in Greek, the language of our New Testament, it means love less. And when we think of hate in America, we think of I hate them. Prince had a song, I hate you because I love you. Now, if that ain't something. Now, now look, here's what it means. If, if anyone comes to me and does not love less, his own father, interesting. His mother, interesting. God says, I expect to be loved more than you loved who birthed you. Because the only reason she was strong enough to birth you is because I chose her. I expect to be loved more than who provided for you. Because the only way he was able to provide for you is because I provided for him. And children, uh-oh, we have a culture that's built around kids. Little Timmy got to play soccer. Little Timmy got to play baseball. Little Timmy got to play karate. Little Timmy got to play taekwondo. Little Timmy got to play volleyball. Little Timmy got to play uh, uh, poker. Little Timmy got to play dominoes. Little Timmy got to play phase 10. Little Timmy got to play uno. Little Timmy got to play spades. Little Timmy learning how to play blackjack. Little Timmy going to deal. <laughs> Little Timmy. Here's what happened. Please watch me, parents. Could it be, let's go here, that some of the challenges you have with your kids is because you've made an idol out of them. That now, watch me, God says, if you put anything in front of me, I'll remove it. Could it be that some of the tension with you and your children is because God says you love them more than me? Because when they say something, you jump. When I say something, you say, give me five more minutes. Y'all, okay, y'all don't like this. I thought this was a Wednesday. Let me, let me not do that. Say, Lord, I love you more than anything. I, and let's tell the truth, y'all. We, uh, we don't always get that right. 
But here it is. I may not be. Let's go where I want to be. But I can thank God I'm not where I used to be. His own brothers. His own sisters. God says, I expect to be loved more than them. How do you know which one you love more? It's the one you pick when there's a clash. That's how you know it. How do you know, how do you know people are really loyal to you? Everybody look at me. You do not know that anyone is loyal to you until there's an opportunity for them to be disloyal. How do you know some people say, Bishop, I just, I just, I just been kept. I live pure and holy. I, I, I live pure and holy. Listen, if ain't nobody tried you or tempted you with nothing, you don't know that. <laughs> Baby, you ain't had opportunity. Listen. You don't know that it's real until it's tested. And I think there's a few of us in this building tonight that can say, listen, I'm not perfect, but I know I'm real. Why? I have been tested, and I came out the fire pure as gold. Let's go. If anyone comes to me and does not love less his own father, his own mother, his own wife, his own children, his own brothers and sisters. Here it is. Yes, even his own life. God says, I expect you to love me more than you love you. How do I know that I love God more than me? Because if my desires preempt his desires, I pick me over him. Y'all have heard me tell my story. I did not ask for this microphone. I did not ask to be a pastor. I did not ask to pastor pastors as a bishop. This was his will. And the moment I knew it was his will, I picked his desire over my desire. And can I be honest? I tried to run from it. How do you know the ones God calls? Those are normally the runners. Mm. <laughs> Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Oh, but look, he got you now, don't he? You tried to run. You tried to run back to your old life, your old way of doing things, and God snatched you up. I just need some of y'all to just snatch like that. He snatched you up. Just like that video I posted on social media. God snatched you up. You were trying to go back to the old relationship. He snatched you. Trying to go back to the old way of living. He snatched you. Trying to say, I ain't going back to church. He snatched you. Trying to say, I'm giving up on God. He snatched you. All right? He says, if you won't, if you won't, if you won't pick me over these things, you're not my disciple. In fact, he, he didn't say, he said you would not. He said you cannot be. He said it is an impossibility for you to call yourself my student. If you love me less than this other stuff. Everybody say, wow. wow. So question, are you a student of your bay? Because they get picked before God. You be quiet all you want. I can't see half y'all's faces with these masks in here. <laughs> and I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm just saying. All right. All right. Here's the deal. If I look at me. Are you a student of your brother? Of your sister? Because Jesus said, whoever you pick, that's whose disciple you are. Because you couldn't be mine. Couldn't be mine. Some of y'all be mad, you know, Mr. Bass was my friend. I can't believe she did that. She couldn't have been your friend. <laughs> I wish I had a couldn't have been annoying. I, I wish I had a couple of y'all that had a couldn't have been with it. Baby, you couldn't have been acting like that. You couldn't have been. Couldn't have been. Couldn't have been. Just that simple. One thing is first. Everybody say one thing. We looked at this on Sunday, Matthew 6 and 33. But seek first. So, so God says, you're going to have to seek this. What does that mean? You're going to have to perpetually go after it. Which, if I look at me, putting God first means I got to keep working at it. I got to go after it. Because stuff is going to try to come and stuff is going to try to challenge me putting him first. Stuff is going to come and stuff is going to try to challenge me. So, so that means I got to seek it. Everybody say, seek it. See, watch me. Whatever you seek, that's what you're going to want. Fine. See, many people don't even seek because you think it's too hard to seek, which is why you never find it. We live in a culture that says, if I think seeking is difficult, I'm not even trying. But I think there's a few of us that can say, look, I learned that lesson the hard way. I'm seeking the kingdom. What's the kingdom? It's God's modus operandi, his MO, how he does things. It's his way of doing things. And his righteousness. That was done 2,000 years ago. So the Bible says, seek the kingdom and his righteousness. God says, seek to go back to that place where you remember that I paid for your sin. 
Go back to that place where you remember I died for you. You ever had a moment where you just sitting up and you just start thinking about how good God has been? And you just start crying for no reason. I, where are the real people at in here? I, yesterday, I just sat back thinking about how good God has been to me. And I said, you've blessed me in the land of my affliction. And you've been so good. I just started crying. I just said, God, you have been so amazing to me. I looked at the phone. I saw it ringing. But I said, right now, watch me. He's first. Shut up. I, I, I said, I know you need something, but he is first. So here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I got to seek it. I got to go after it. All right? And all these things will be added um, to you. And we made it clear. Watch me. That there are five things that really surmise what God's kingdom is all about. All right? These five things. Remember the first? Time. Talent. Treasure. Testimony. Thirst. Time. Church attendance. Right now, it's online. All right? All right? We're gradually reopening, but right now, predominantly, it's what? Online. All right? But it ain't going to be online all the time. Oh, I'm, listen, guys. This is just the season. This is about to be over. Mm. I need y'all to stop. Watch me. I need y'all to stop. Listen, there's new normals that Corona created, but watch me. Corona's not a new normal. You missed what I just said. There are new normals Corona created, but watch me. Corona's not a new normal. I need you not to accept we just got to live with this. Please open up your mouth and say we pray a swift end to the coronavirus outbreak. I just think that God's people got enough power to shut some... All right, let's go. Time, faithful church attendance, talent, that's serving, that's using our gifts, talent, skills, and ability to advance God's church. If you're digital, you're like, Bishop, how do I do that? If you're digital, we have digital serving. In fact, I got a ton of digital. I got, I'm coming up with new stuff for y'all to do. <laughs> All right, so we, we're expanding that treasure. That's faithfully giving. I said this on prayer. I will not apologize for teaching the people I lead to be faithful givers. Read their testimonies. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right. Uh, that's faithful givers. Testimony. That's inviting people uh, to church. It, it's amazing to me. Please listen to me. It's amazing to me how you can be blessed by this and not invite anybody to this. But you posted everything else except the place that kept you from blowing your... I, I wish... Except the place that kept you from letting go. Except... And I just challenge everybody. If you haven't shared, share. Be a sharer. Sharing is caring. Thirst. This is prayer, praise, and worship. God says, if you give more, watch me, to doing your dancing, <laughs> out at them juke joints, <laughs> my millennials are Googling that. What is a juke joint? <laughs> All right. God says this, your thirst. God says, your prayer, praise, and worship. Prayer means to ask. God says, am I first in your ask or is your mama? Did you ask me first or did you ask your cousin? Who'd you ask first? That's, that's good, right? Prayer, praise. Okay, what do we celebrate? Got it? What do we celebrate first? Can I be honest with you, Wednesday? Can I be honest with you, Wednesday? Many of us, we celebrate the enemy more than we celebrate God. What do you mean I celebrate the enemy? Because the moment something go on, you're like, I just get the devil is just, and God is like, won't you give me glory? Oh, magnify the Lord with me. I'm not denying that I got something that's going on. What I am saying is that God is bigger. I, I'm not denying that there's some issues, some challenges, some circumstances. What I'm just saying is my focus is on my Savior, not my situation. And then my, and then prayer. Praise and then worship. Worship. What do you give worth to? What, what's something that's worthy to you? That's interesting. Because whatever you give worth to, it's known because that's where you give time to. Got it? Some of y'all have given a whole lot of something to a whole lot of nothing. That's me. But that ain't happening for the rest of these four months. Because why? In the next four, you're about to see God do more. I need you to prophesy over your own life, please. Say more in these next four. More.
Say more in these next four. Go on and speak to your August. Say, say favor in August. Go on and speak to your September. Say new opportunities in September. Go on and speak to your October and say something big in my hands in October. Speak to your November and say God's going to pay me back for all the hell I've been through so far. I, speak to your December and say by the end of this year, I'll be able to look back and say this was my best year ever. You better, life and death are in the power of the tongue. I know you're going through. I know you feel some challenges, but I need you to open up your mouth and say, God's going to do it. God's going to do it. God, how? Because I spoke it and I'll see it. Because I spoke it and I'll see it. Because I spoke it and I'll see it. That's how I know it's going to be amazing, because I said so. I need you to just get a little hood in you for just a minute. Please say this. Say, I said what I said. I, and say, and that's what I'm going to see. What do you see, Bishop? I see debts being canceled for you. What do you see? I see your broken heart being healed. What do you see? I see the people that wronged you apologizing. What? Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> One thing is first. Why do I expect that? Because he's first. That's why I expect it. <laughs> so here's the deal. When we keep God first, what I teach you on Sunday, by making what's important to him important to you, other relationships will often autocorrect. If you reverse the order, you'll fail at both. If you make being a wife more important than being a Christian, you're going to fail as a wife and a Christian. Here's what it is. You're going to fail at both of them. I mean, if you make being a CEO more important than being a Christian, your business is going to fail, and you're going to fail as a Christian. And I think there's some of us that can say, mm-mm, not in these next four. Well, fail, you got to go. Fail, you got to go in these next four. I, I know that's not proper English. That's okay. Roll with me. Say, Phil, you got to go in these next four. I rebuke anything that looks like failure. I rebuke anything that smells like failure. I rebuke people who show up to try to get you to fail. I, I rebuke the part of you that gives up when it gets rough. I rebuke the part of you that throws in the towel because it gets tough. Last night, a strong spirit of discouragement hit me, and I knew it wasn't for me. It was for somebody watching right now. And so in Jesus' name, I break your discouragement, and I declare that it's got to be loosed off of your life. On five, I just need us to release a praise. One, two, three, four, five. Yes, Lord. Say, failure got to go in these next four. So listen. I'm almost done. In the series graphic, you'll notice that the family doesn't look the same. You'll notice the one leading it looks different than those he's leading. You have got to get comfortable with diversity because your dynasty won't all look like you. Who your real family is won't have your same skin tone. May not even have your last name. Why? Because all families aren't the same. Jesus, what did we learn on Sunday? Didn't have the picturesque American family. In fact, Jesus redefined family. So hear me, you're not missing something because you don't have the picturesque American family. What did we learn on Sunday? There is a difference between what? Family and relatives. Say there's a difference between family and relatives. So I showed you this on Sunday. Let's hit it real quick because I got to get to where we're going. Mark 3.31, and his mother and brothers came and standing outside. What did we learn on Sunday? He didn't invite them in because they didn't want to see him win. Stop inviting people in who don't want to see you win. Bishop, how do I know they don't want to see me win? Because they are literally the source of every problem. Every time you're trying to accomplish something, you can point to the problem. In fact, when something goes wrong, watch me, you already know who's behind it. Mm. Some of y'all don't even ask, don't even ask who did it. You already know. Yeah, that's Darlene them. That's what she always do. 
Who's down lane? It's just a name I like from a movie, okay? Nothing against the name. In fact, I like the name. I'm going to rename somebody Darlene. <laughs> and they sent to him and called him. They had to go through somebody else. You know you're dealing with people who really aren't your family is because, watch me, because they don't even come to you. They go through somebody to get to you. See, if you were my family, even if you were afraid of my response, you'd still come to me. You went through somebody because you ain't mine. <laughs> yeah, let's go. That it too. And a crowd was sitting around him. And they said to him, your mother and brothers are outside seeking you. So Jesus is literally preaching and teaching. And as Jesus is preaching and teaching, this crowd is gathered around him. His mother and brothers show up. So let's look at some family dynamics. They're not part of what he's doing. And this is so important to understand because Jesus did not invite them to be part of his family business. Part of his dynasty. Everybody look at me. Sometimes you invite, you invite bloodline people into places that they can't carry that burden. They can only handle you as their, as their sibling. They cannot handle you as their leader. They can only handle you as, as their cousin. They cannot handle you as their chief executive. And sometimes you get mad because you invite people. You have good intentions, but you invite the wrong individuals. But I pray that in these next four months, the right individuals show up and they're in the right seats in your life, doing the right things in your life. And the crowd was sitting around him and said to him, your mother and brothers are outside seeking you. This is amazing because, again, they knew not to step to Jesus because they knew Jesus' response. It's amazing. There are certain people who already know how you're going to handle something, which is why they came at you the way they did, which was indirect. They came that way because they knew if I don't come that way, uh, watch me, that I know Jesus is going to have something to say. And the Hebrew culture being the oldest brother, Jesus was providing for all of them anyhow. So watch me, Mary and the brothers were literally living off of what Jesus did. So Jesus, watch me, what, can, I go, can I go here? So what were they probably coming to get? Some money. Let's talk. They probably needed something from him, which is why they had the audacity to come interrupt him. Be careful, watch me. Okay, now I'm going to lead along. I got some pushes of it. Be careful that you don't mistake taking care of your family as being used and abused as an ATM. Okay. Y'all don't like that. Okay, let's move on. Y'all don't like that. Because the only time you hear from them is when they need something anyhow. They don't call you to say, hey, how you doing? What's going on? No, they need a favor. They need you to call somebody. They need you to hook something up. They... Okay, y'all don't like that. Let's move on. And the crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, your mother and brothers are outside seeking you. Those around Jesus were distracted, but Jesus was not distracted. And this is an important distinction. Why? Because if you're dealing with situations and scenarios where you invite people in that should not be invited in, they will distract the people around you. You're good because you are, watch me, you already know how they act. The people around you do not know how they act. The people around you get distracted by them. And when they get distracted by them, all of a sudden it's interrupting what you're trying to build. It's quiet right there. I know everybody wants to have, watch me, a dynasty like the TV show. I know everybody wants to be like Dallas and have a big old house where everybody lives together and gets along. But I need to be honest with you, that probably isn't going to be everybody's situation. For some of y'all, you'll get peace when you finally put certain folks out of places they never were supposed to be invited into. The relationship will heal when you realize, I apologize for ever treating you like family. Baby, you was a relative. I, I apologize for ever acting that way with you. I, I apologize for ever expecting loyalty from you. Only family can be loyal. I, you're a relative. I don't expect that from you. My apologies. Can we go? So here we go, verse 33. And he answered them and said, who are my mother and my brothers? He creates a distinction between family and relatives. All right? Verse 34, and looking about those who sat around him. Look, Jesus looked around. I love this. Because Jesus basically was saying, who I can count on is, is who I can count. Who I can count on is who I can count. That's amazing, right? That's amazing, right? 
That's amazing, right? Because you often count on people that can never be counted. They never, ever, watch me, they don't even respond to the invitation. But let it be somebody else doing something. They posting it, celebrating it. Okay. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. He looked around. He says, I can count on them. Them? Notice what they're doing. They're still waiting outside. Because Jesus said, watch me, their need is not going to make me see them any differently. And sometimes, let's be honest, you allow people's needs to make you feel appreciated because you need to be needed. So when people don't need you, you don't, you don't like being around them. But when people do need you, them the ones you run to because it gives you a sense of value. I, I want to talk for just a moment. But I need you to know, watch me, don't, don't, don't allow your, the Bible says a leech has two daughters. Give me and give me some more. You will not be leached on in these next four. You will not be used in these next four. You will not be abused in these next four. I need you to prophesy and say there's more good in my next four. All right, verse 35, uh, or let me finish 34. He said, here are my mother and my brothers. He's pointing to 12 dudes, and he calls them mothers and brothers. Okay, so he's doing what? Redefining family. For whoever does the will of my God, he is my brother and my sister and my mother. So Jesus redefines family. Now, this is important because you'd think that the 12 he picked would have been better than the ones he didn't pick. Peter was an inconsistent thug. Thomas was a doubting know-it-all. Judas was a whole betrayer. So that brings me to my next point. Family isn't perfect. <laughs> but there are three things that matter most. By the way, tonight's message title is called Family Matters. There's three things that matter most. Y'all ready for this? So some people, you get frustrated with family because you expect perfection from it. You got to define it first because you can't be expecting what should be expected from people that are relatives. Got to define it first. Once you define it, though, I got to be clear. Hey, um, this is not going to be perfect. There's going to be some moments where I want to cut you. Y'all are too quiet for me. Can I get a witness? There are going to be some moments you don't want to speak in spiritual songs. You don't want to call and say, Shalom, praise the Lord. You want to say some other stuff. What makes it family? How they handle it. What makes it family? How we handle those moments. So let me give you these three things real quick. So the first time the word family is mentioned in the Bible isn't about people. It's about animals. <laughs> you ready? Here we are. We're into the meat of the message. This is when the meat starts to make its gravy. Uh-huh. I can't cook, but I know that. <laughs> That's not true. I can't cook. Breakfast. Let's go. Genesis 8 and 18. First time family is mentioned. So Noah went out and his sons and his wife and his sons wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing, every bird, everything that moves on the earth went out by what? Families from the ark. It's the first time the word families in the Bible. And it's about animals. But look at me. The animals moved together. You missed in the lesson already. It's right there in the screen, on the screen, though, just in case you need it. Families move in the same direction to see results. So what does this mean? Somebody has to lead. Where do you run into a lot of drama in families? Is you got them three or them two that want to do their own thing. That's not God's thing. They're the ones that always start and stuff. 
listen, all of the controversy comes from them. Even the animals knew we're moving in the same direction because we're on this ark and we got to get off of this ark because we're about to populate something new. I wish that you understood that, watch me, how do I know who my family is? It's because they're not, watch me, they're not creating my issues. They're helping me move in the right direction. And if you got people, watch me, in your life and in your circle that are literally creating issues for you, I need you to reevaluate them and figure out, are you a relative or are you family? Because watch me, just because we're related doesn't mean we're family. Families move what? In the same direction to do what? See results. Question. Question. All right, we're going to get real. Ready? Does your bloodline actually want to see results? Or do y'all just want to sit around talking about everybody? Okay, can we have some real, can we have some, this is me and you talking, okay, it's me and you. Some families, their whole existence is to talk about other families. Y'all ain't gonna talk. And now, watch me, because you putting God first and coming to church and serving, now you're the subject of conversation. Because, 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 watch me, because, because since they have no direction in which they are headed, since you've decided to get up off the ark and start moving in the direction of results, you become the issue of conversation because you're no longer conforming to the curse. Mm. And I need you to know you are still the curse breaker. You are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. And watch me, you talking about me just helped reveal which one you are. I wasn't sure about you, but since you talk about me serving, I know you're a relative now. Since you talk about me giving, I know you're a relative now. Since you talk, how are you going to talk about me putting God first? Hey, relatives, God bless. And listen, you don't hate them. You don't be angry. You don't be mad. You just realize we are not headed in the same direction. You don't want to see results. It says you want to sit up and, and so, okay. Okay, look. Some of y'all, I'm going to say it. I'm going to clean it. I'm going to clean it. I'm going I'm I'm to get some Swiffer pads, though. Swiffer pads. Some of y'all, you literally seek to please unaccomplished people. You literally run after people who ain't been nowhere. Don't have nothing to show. Ain't accomplished nothing. Ain't built nothing. And now that you want to see results in your life, you literally are in this battle with people. You got to ask yourself the question sometimes, like, what's your problem? He said, Bishop, where are you getting this from? I read your praise, pray, a prayer request. <laughs> I pray for you. I see what you pray for. Are you hear what I'm saying? I challenge you to not put the scripture up. I challenge you, thank you, I challenge you to make sure that you check the people around you to make sure we're moving in the same direction to see results. Because if we're not, I need to evaluate how much of my time you're getting. Y'all don't like that. Let's go. Say family matters. Here's the second word. Second thing about families. Families move with distinction. How did the animals know to move together? The Bible says they went by family. So that means one zebra family knew that they were different than the other zebra family. The orangutans knew that they were different than the apes. Got it? The, the uh, toucan sams <laughs> knew that they were different than the doves. Because they know this is what it sounds like <laughs> when doves cry. They said, we don't sound like that. You don't know that. Okay. That's altar calls. So get it in. All right. All right. What are you trying to say? Families move with distinction. How do I know my family? 
because we move with distinction. We ain't about that average life. We're not about that sloppy life. We're not about that half put together life. I, I, I wish you'd just look, if you're in this building, look at somebody, don't have five, just look at them, get their eyes, just look at them and say, say we're not about that life. No. Families move with distinction. If you study, if you study history, you'll learn that many uh, rulers who their dynasties lasted for many years, they began to train their children that this is what we do. This is how we move. Um, there's a political family. I'm only going to use the name just because um, you can, you had immediately come to, to come to mind. It's not a political statement. It's just so that you can see the imagery. If you look at the Bushes, H.W. was president. W. Got in there somehow. <laughs> Jeb was governor. There's another one in, in, in Texas doing something, I forget his name. But that started with Prescott, the daddy. Prescott uh, was instrumental in lots of things, uh, governmentally speaking. They train their kids that this is what we do. We're gonna catch it in a minute. We lead. We take advantage of political office. It's not a political statement. It's to get you to understand the point. Say distinction. Question, what's the distinction about your family? We stank walk. <laughs> huh? I know mine isn't that good. That's okay. That's why I did it really fast. distinction. If I say my dynasty is distinct, please say it with some authority. Say my dynasty is distinct. Which brings us to this, this, this last point. This last point. So the first thing, families move in the same direction to see results. Somebody's got to lead. In every family, somebody's got to lead. And somebody's leading whether they're the official leader or not. Bishop, how do you know it's the one everybody looks to? But I'm going to see what so-and-so says. That's who's leading. All right. The number two families move with distinction. The animals even got this. Isn't that amazing? That the animals knew, watch me, they're not our crew. And it's not bad, that's just not us. See, for some of you, you got to look at friends and say, you know what? Hey, um, we were crew when we were both caterpillars. I evolved. I'm flying. You still want to crawl. So I love you, but, but I think I better let it go. Because you try to make me feel bad for winning. Come on here. You, you try to make me feel guilty that I decided to stop crawling. Let me finish this word. I'm out of time. Can I finish? Should I finish? <laughs> Should I go? <laughs> so here we go. Here's the second time the word family is mentioned in the scripture. I want to show it to you. Genesis 11:31. Terah. Terah is Abraham's father. Terah's name means wild go to loiterer. That means he stands around and doesn't do anything. He's a talker. He's an uncontrollable talker. Took Abram, his son, and Lot, the son of Haran, his grandson, and Sarai, his granddaughter-in-law, his sons, Abram's wife, and they went forth, what? Together. You see how that's underlined? They went forth, what? Together. You can't go forth with people who are divided. So I pray for unity in your family. You got me? From or, er, that means fire, er. Everybody say er. That's why when Nelly said it's getting hot in er <laughs> scripture. <laughs> I'm just joking. Come on, let's go. And they went together from Ur of the Chaldeans to go into the land of Canaan. Canaan was the land of what? 
promise. Now, stick with me here. They went together from the land of fire um, to the promised land. That's where they were supposed to go. But watch what happened. Watch what happened. Watch what happened. Look at this. But they came to Haran. Now, this is deep. You ready? Say, they came to Haran. Haran means a dry place, a place where there's lack. A place where there's no excitement, there's no zeal, there's no joy, there's no passion. Anybody ever been in a Haran moment? All right. And if, watch me, and if you're in one right now, I need you to put your hand up. If you're online, I need you to do this. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I call everybody out of their Haran. Every dry place that they're in, I call them out of that now in Jesus' name. When they came to Haran, please look at the next line. Can I get you to say it with me? They settled there. Stop. What are you settling for? And where are you settling at? If you're going to settle, at least do it in Canaan. You miss me right there. Why would you settle in a dry place? You got this? This is important because they did it together. Please catch this. Tara's leadership got the family to a dry place. That's as far as he could take them. And the Bible says the days of Terah were 205 years and Terah died where? In Haran. In a what? Dry place. How is it you go through life and at the end of your life, here's where you leave. You leave in Haran. How many of you can be honest, you've seen people in your bloodline that when they exited the earth, they exited in Haran. They didn't, they didn't fulfill what they desired to fulfill. They didn't accomplish what they wanted to accomplish. They didn't get it done. Watch me. And I need you to know the enemy thinks he's going to do you the same way. Ooh, but he got a whole nother thing coming. He's got a whole nother thing coming. Can I get you to lay your hands on yourself and say, I'm a new dynasty. Come on. Come on, y'all. We're about to go here. Give me five more minutes. Say, I'm a new dynasty. So Tara has some kids and one of those kids names is Abram so now Terah's dead in Genesis eleven thirty two, and the place he took his family and he left was a dry place so now somebody has to take over hear me it is not about someone exiting. It is about someone deciding, I'm okay with a dry place. And whenever God sees that somebody in the family has become okay with a dry place, God says, I'm looking for an Abram. I need somebody that won't settle. I need somebody that's not going to stay there in a dry place. And I just need to check this room because I thought when I came in here, there was a few faith people that would say, I am not settling. I, I may have done that in 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, but baby, 2020 has taught me one thing. I got too much life to live. Life is like a vapor. It's here today and it could be extinguished the next. So I will maximize my living. I will maximize my days. I am come that you might have life and life more abundantly. I need you to open your mouth, please, and say, I'm Abram. Come on. Speak this over your bloodline. Say, I am Abram. Here it is. I'm almost done. Genesis 12, 1. So the Lord said to Abram, here it is, go from your country. Notice the wording that God uses. And your kinfolk, kindred. Even God didn't call them his family. I wish y'all were listening to me in this church. Even God didn't say that's your family. Y'all related. So for everybody that's struggling with this concept, it's right there. And we know that it's not simply uh, 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 because of the translation. We know it's a different word used there. Because the word families has already been used. Can I teach this Bible? Go from your country and from the people you're related to. Because <laughs> he was saying, they're the problem. 
and your father's house. He said, I need you to get out of that house. Now, interesting, who's already passed away? Terah. So what was he saying? There's a spirit that's on them, and I don't need it on you. Oh, y'all, which is why sometimes, can I talk like I want to talk now? Y'all give me three more minutes, I'm going to preach this Which is why sometimes when you go around certain kinfolk, watch me, there's something about you that's just like, ah, mm. Your spirit can't even tolerate their presence. Matter of fact, that's when you walk in the room, you notice that shift. That shift is because the Holy Ghost in you is scaring the hell out of demonic stuff in them. And I need you not to back down. I need you to stop apologizing that you got God. Stop apologizing that you're anointed. I didn't come to take sides with y'all. I came to take over. Look. Your very presence. Oh, here she go. Yep, 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 yep. Here he goes. Show this. You know they finna come in here with all that church talk. Show him. So y'all better probably go on. You go leave. Go and put your solo cup away. Listen. I gotta finish. I'm out of time. Go from your country and your kinfolk and your father's house. Here it is. I'm about to show you something that I couldn't show to Tara because he's a loiterer. He stands around talking about what he's going to do. And he don't ever do nothing. But you. <laughs> Somebody say, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. Bible says, blessed are you if you hear and do the word. You don't get blessed because you heard it. You get blessed because you do it. And I need you to lay your hands on yourself and confess and say, I'm a doer. I, I am a doer. I will not stay stuck in park. I will not stay stuck in neutral. I'm a doer. Matter of fact, I prophesy. Hands up. I prophesy that by the end of this week, something you've been avoiding, you are going to get accomplished by Saturday at midnight. I need you. Whoever I just prophesied to, you've been avoiding it, you've been trying to sidestep it, but I prophesy you've got the grace to do. Shout, I'm a doer. Let me finish. I'm going to show you something. I will make of you, Abram, not them. I didn't pick them, so don't bring them into this. Woo, God. I picked you, not them. Don't bring them in here. That's why I'm going to send you somewhere else. Oh, God. That's why some of y'all are here and your families and oh, For some of y'all, you're the only one in your family that come to harvest. They go somewhere. I, I wish. I'm going to send you somewhere else. Huh? And I'm going to make you a great nation. Don't bring her in here. Don't bring them in here, and I will bless you. Say me. And I will, watch me, and I will make your name great. Say your first and last name. Yeah, he's going to make that great. I need you to say your name. Say, say your first and last name. He's going to make that great. That when your boss sees your name, they're going to know that's excellent work right there. When the bank sees your name, they're going to say, I don't know why, but change the rules for her. Change the rules for him. Your name shall be made. When they want to start something with you, they'll see your name and say, don't mess with him. Don't start that with him. You're going to have a kind of name that when people read your name, the Holy Ghost is going to put fear in their heart and say, don't you disrespect them. Don't you dishonor them. Don't you mistreat them. Don't you mishandle them. Say, he's making my name great. Hey, my Let me finish. The Bible says, Bible says, Laban was getting ready to try to trick Jacob again. And God visited him in a dream and said, if you mess with him, I'll kill you. I'm paraphrasing. If you mess with him, I got you, Laban. Don't you mess with him. I'm going to handle you all up and down the street. 
For those that, oh God, please, can I, can y'all free me for a minute? For those of you watch me, you've had some enemies plotting some stuff. And I just heard the Holy Ghost tell me to speak into the realm of the spirit that God's about to visit every one of your enemies tonight in their, in their sleep tonight. And God's about to rebuke them in this. What they were trying to do you wrong, God's going to shut out of my day. He's going to rebuke them in their sleep. You're going to get phone calls tomorrow. I just need to apologize. They're going to start stuttering on the phone. I'm prophesying, please. They're going to start stuttering on the phone. I, 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 I just don't know, no, no. And you'll know that God rebuked them this night. God says, I'm going to visit every person that misused you, abused you, and mistreated you. And I'm about to rebuke them in their yeah! 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 Let me finish. I will bless you. I will make your name great. So that you will be a... So that you will be a... I'll bless those who bless you. I'll, if they act crazy with you... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to curse them. That means I'm going to empower them to fail. Please look at this next line. And in you, here's the second time the word family is used in the whole Bible. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Look at verse 4. So Abram went as the Lord told him. And Lot went with Abraham. Abram, his name hasn't been changed yet. Y'all with me? So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Lot's name means hidden motives. What did God tell Abram to do? Get away from your kindred. What did Lot do? Take kinfolk with him. That's important. I'm setting you up for Sunday. Because a lot of your feuds are because of who you invited on your trip. Abram was what? 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Let me stop right here. For all of my harvesters, 50 plus, your life is not over. Your best days are not behind you. Your greatest victories are not. I need you to stop thinking it's too late. It is not too late. I rebuke you thinking you're too old. I rebuke, I just heard something. I rebuke you thinking you ain't going to be able to find love because you, I, I, I need you to know your greatest day. Abram's life didn't start till he was 75. And if God did it for him, God can do the same thing. If you're over 50, I just need you to put your hand in the air. If you're online, I need you to do the hand wavy emoji. I prophesy that you would get a second win. I prophesy that you get a renewal of your strength. I rebuke the enemy making you think your life's behind you. I rebuke him thinking that you made too many mistakes. Your greatest days are here. It is your time. It is your turn. Now, 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 now. Release the praise. Go, go. All right, let me finish. Let me finish. Abram was what? 75. For some of you, your 50s are about to be your best decade, baby. Your 60s are going to be your best decade. Your 70s are going to be your best decade. Wherever you're at, your 40s are going to be your best decade. I need you to stop thinking your greatest is behind you. No, it is right here and right now. Now you got, I feel like preacher. Now you got experience that you didn't have. Now you got wisdom that you didn't have. Now you got understanding that you did not have. Let's finish. I got to move. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from the He didn't leave dry until 75. And I came tonight to get everybody. 50 plus and 50 under. That's everybody. 49 under. I came to get you out of your Haran. What's a dry place? I, I'm just starving for water. I'm thirsty. I, your thirst is about to be quenched like never. Let's go. So here it is. Here's the third thing. I told you three things about families that matter because families aren't perfect. 
If you're looking for perfection, don't deal with people. In fact, don't deal with you. If you want perfect, um, there's only one way to get that. And that doesn't involve you on the planet anymore. You can figure that one out on the way home. Say, his life started at 75. Bishop, I wasted so much time. But you won't waste it no more. Because you about to live. Why you think God let these plane tickets get so low for you? <laughs> Come on. Why you, why, why, why you think God allowed it for you? And Abraham took Sarah, his wife, Lot, his brother's son. That's what he messed up. And all their possessions they had gathered together. And the people, here's our last shout. I'm over time. And the people they acquired in Haran. And they set out to go to the land of what? Canaan. You missed the whole shout. You missed the whole shout. You missed the whole shout. Somebody got it. <laughs> she got something. <laughs> she got a mouse praise. Come on. <laughs> Come on here. I love it. Listen. Come on. Look, little look, little look, look. Where did they get all that stuff? Y'all miss me. Where did they get all that stuff? What well, listen? All their possessions? All the people they acquired? Where they get all that? A dry place. Here's the last shout and we out of here. God uses your dry places to develop you. What are you trying to say to me, Bishop? The reason your dynasty is going to be different than anything before you is because you use your dry place to be developed. You use your dry place to get ready. You use your dry place to prepare. You use your dry place to get things in alignment. You use your dry place to get things in order. Open your mouth, please, and say, I was developed in my dry place. Yeah, in your land of affliction, did the Lord develop you? In your land of worry, did the Lord perfect you? In your land of dysfunction, did the Lord develop you? Say, so he developed me in my dry place. You didn't waste time. Watch me. God developed you. You didn't lose nothing. God developed you. It didn't go as bad as you thought it did. God was developing you. And now like the song says, you're wiser and you're smarter and you're stronger and you're better. Say, my dry place, develop me. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this for me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. 
And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Hey, Cricket customers. Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Phone plan streams and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.